previously on the Soundless Citadel. When you reach the side finally, you guys are greeted by no other than 10 skeletons. It is time for another combat. Erky is the first one to stand up as the combat just ended. We need to make sure to get out of here. If more of these guys come, we're probably not going to have time to rest or, or to heal ourselves. I might be able to help. If there are any more hiding in this area, I should be able to seek them out. Erky looks desperately towards Methuselah. Methuselah doesn't really understand like, what Erky is giving him the signals for. And he's just take a couple steps back holding Yorick as he usually does in times of crisis. She... Goddess of the dust, grant me your all-seeing eye so that I may uncover the unholy creatures that lie among us. Allowing you to perceive the true nature of some creatures, Methuselah is an undead. Throughout the vastness of the multiverse, there lies a tavern. As you approach its doors, you catch bubbles of laughter that rise and burst into cheers as colorful groups of travelers find comfort in their bonds. As you head inside, the smile of the tavern keeper greets you. They're an otherworldly being with a bluish corporeal form. They wear attire befitting of an innkeeper, and they have a large cloudy nebula for hair speckled with stars, which gently sways with their movement. Welcome to the Storyteller's Tavern, where stories are served like ale and seat is open for you at every table. Tonight's special is the Sunless Citadel, an epic adventure of high fantasy with notes of friendship, danger, and most importantly, cool. Will our adventure survive to descend into the dungeon, or is there a dark and calamity taking root far from the sun's reach? All everyone standing near Methuselah sees is just Mortis staring directly at them, and he has a look of absolute shock. His eyes are pure white as the divine sense is still enveloping him, and it slowly fades away so you can see his pupils again. I think Methuselah, being the one that's getting stared at very intensely, is still very confused and not really understanding what's going on, and is going to say, What's wrong, my friend? You... You're, you're, it can't be, you're, you're an undead. And as he says it, the words just echo. The weight of the words clashes as Methuselah realizes their secret is out. Methuselah is going to hear those words just reverberate. And in their mind, there's been so many times where they found friends or found a place to just take a breath in, but that moment of solace, that moment of they don't know I'm safe here fades away and Methuselah is once again reminded of all the times where they've been chased from towns and villages and places that they visited before and felt good in and felt safe in and happy amongst other people. And Methuselah is going to start walking backwards and there's shadows that are going to start rising off of Yorick, and in their mind, there's such a huge temptation to just cast a spell and try to escape. 
Mortis pulls his greatsword out of the ground, still holding it in a reverse grip. He starts walking towards you, not in an aggressive manner, just forward march. All this time, all the lies, just all of the little things that didn't make sense that I cast aside because I wanted you to feel safe and welcome. I didn't, I didn't want to lie to you. I just, I didn't want to get hurt again. Erky puts himself between Methuselah and Mortis. Okay, okay. It's okay. Calm down. Mortis turns his attention to Erky. You knew? Well, it wasn't that hard to figure it out. You knew. Look, I've been keeping an eye on it. It hasn't hurt anybody. I, I would have dealt with it if it was harmful. You call yourself a holy man. I think Thorn stands up and he scurries over to where Methuselah is standing. And he looks at Mortis and goes, Well, well, Thorns is also new for... For a long time, yes. Yes, the ones is new. Discovered before anyone else. Mortis just stares at Thorn, the look of complete betrayal on his face. I trusted you all with so much. Things I haven't told anyone in years, and, and this is what I get. Seeker, in seeing and hearing all of this, is going to step towards Mortis. Mortis, uh, I know how important faith can be to a person. You you know that I am a religious individual, and I know that you don't want to hurt your friend no matter what. Methuselah, if if they're undead, they didn't ask for this. They're they're still our friend and you you don't want to hurt them. I know you. You're a good person, Mortis. It will take some time, I'm sure, but we can figure this out together, all right? Maybe there's a way that you and me and Erky and, and when we find Faith, maybe maybe we can help them. But they've been through so much, and I know you've been through so much. We've kind of all been through so much, especially together. I don't want to lose you as a friend, and I don't want to lose them. I know that this is going to be difficult, but I know that if anyone is strong enough here to understand it's you his gaze breaks from from seeker and he's just staring headlong at methuselah friend you call this one a friend all the lies all the deception how do we know how do we know that this thing isn't a construct of the druid something to lure us down here something to deceive us to make us trust it i've never done anything to hurt you at all i've tried to help I never wanted to hurt anyone. I just want to go home. I just want to go see Chrysantha again. I'm so tired of being hurt. I'm so tired of reliving all these terrible memories. I just want to go home to her. How do you even know? All your scattered memories, not even knowing what era you're living in, still thinking the Draconic Empire is at rise. How do you know that Chrysantha is still alive? How do you even know where she is? I know because it's the only thing I have left. I have nothing. I've lost everything. If it's been 300 years, then I've lost my family. Fool's fortune that I've lived my whole life with. I've lost everyone that I've ever known, every friend I've ever had in any city. The world is so different. There was no Tom's Rest. There was nothing in this world. Quite like when I was alive, the only thing that I have left is Chrysantha. And you want to know the reason how I have faith that she's alive? And then Methuselah starts to tear out 
the chrysanthemums in their hair. And as they do, you see that immediately they sprout back up in Methuselah's hair. The chrysanthemums are from my soul tree. They sprout all around it, and they're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. I know that when I died, I didn't have them anymore. I don't know what happened. I don't know why they were gone. When I came back, they grew, and now I can't be without them. So if anything, the only thing that I know to be true is that love that I have. So she has to be alive, or else what's the point? Why am I here? The look of anger on Mortis's face slowly fades, and he sort of looks down. <sighs> don't you see? Don't you see how much pain you're going through? The curse of your continued existence. You've been brought low to a place of your eternal suffering, and for what? I know that. Every day has been suffering. I had some solace in having friends now. Maybe you're right. I wasn't supposed to be alive. I don't know where I came from. I gave up. I gave up on Chrysantha. I gave up on everything. I shouldn't be here. She wouldn't even want to see me like this. I don't even look like the person I was before. That thing, that thing that haunts me. That's what I looked like. That was me. This thing that I am now, it's, it's nothing. Maybe you're right. I, maybe I don't deserve to be here. Maybe this is just another part of cruel fate that has taken me and decided to make me suffer more. I was going to request that Thorn makes a wisdom save to see if the other Thorn comes out because this is a very intense emotional moment and new Thorn would love to just hide away in Happy Land, but the old Thorn is like knocking on the door like, let me out! Thorn got a natural one on his wisdom save. As soon as the situation seems to get heavier and heavier, Wild Thorn wants nothing more than to go back to the place of lights and colors and all happiness. For a few seconds, Thorn loses consciousness, only to come back as Old Thorn. Old Thorn wants to be here for their friends. Methuselah just feels someone hug him very tightly around his waist, and it's Thorn. He looks up at you, and this is the first time that even Mortis has seen Thorn cry. He's always been like this happy creature in a voice that you recognize as Old Thorn. I I'm still your friend, Methuselah. I know that no matter what, you were brought back for a reason. It wasn't your time yet, and we can still keep going with you, and we can find Chrysantha. We have to. And he's just bury his face in your waist as he hugs you very tightly. As soon as Thorn says, it wasn't your time yet, there's like a noticeable twinge in Mortis. It brings me no joy, but I don't know. He turns away for a moment. Guide me. She, Nara, someone, guide me. The only thing that answers back is silence. Seeker is going to turn to Erky and gesture for Erky to join them for a moment. Erky is very hesitant to do anything as he's firmly positioned himself with one hand up extended towards 
Mortis in a gesture to calm him down or to create distance as he is positioning himself in between the two. Gingerly looks at you and he has the face of what could you possibly want to do to get me away from here? Erky, you and Methuselah had those those little talks, right? I guess. And and Mortis, I know that Erky is kinda new to our group, but do you trust him? Not anymore. Do you trust me? He stares at you for a moment. I... I want to. I do. But I worry that your judgment's been clouded. Mortis, I swear to you that I, I didn't know. I believe that, but after all that's happened, your sister is in danger, and now we have to uncover deception. I don't want it to be like this. I wish I never found out, but... As a wanderer of the Ashen Cloak, my duty is clear. Those who are undead are servants of evil, created to do the bidding of those who would do ill. I don't know what to think. Thorn pulls away from Methuselah and turns around so that he is facing where Mortis is, but his arms are still hugged around Methuselah just from behind his back hugging Methuselah's waist still. Tears are still streaming down his face. But Methuselah isn't evil. He's done so much to try to help me and to help us and he's been through so much pain already there's there's no way he's evil i don't think he's evil you you don't you don't gotta do anything maybe maybe she's wrong mortis stares headlong at thorn it's all unraveling all of it the fey creature controlling your mind that shadow entity that takes over methuselah with no explanation there are forces here that i can't control and now you're telling me that the one thing i believe in the one thing that has protected me cannot see me through this i i don't know mostly while this has been going on in their mind has just been creeping shadows and the shade just in their mind speaking so much so that Methuselah can't even hear what other people are saying it's just such a strong voice as Mortis finishes Methuselah's mind somewhat clears and they put one of their mage hands on Thorn's shoulder and they leave Thorn's embrace nothing makes sense anymore there's dark things going on within me that I I can't deny that it's not right. It's not good. I know that I was good, but the shade, I don't think it's some entity like the Marquis, or like anything that we've seen, or like an outside force. I think it's a part of me that I'm losing control over, and I don't want anyone else to get hurt. Mortis, I know that you don't trust me anymore, but I need to ask you something important. Mortis stares at you. Speak. If I am to fall again by your sword, I need the assurance that after all this is done, you'll take the apple of virtue, and you'll find Chrysantha, and you'll help her. I... I can't die again knowing that she's unsafe. She's sick. I can't go through that again. So please, I need you to promise that. I'll do anything, just for that chance. Mortis looks at you, his expression goes from stern to surprise. You can almost, from the distance, see like a slight tear welling up in his eye, but he brushes it away, and his face becomes stern again. He places his hand over his holy symbol. You have my word. It is my duty, as, oh, as a disciple of she and as a paladin of Lestri, to protect those who are in need. And beyond that, I lost my love. 
I couldn't save her. I will not let the same thing happen to yours. Thank you. And then very painfully says, My friend, you may do your duty, but I don't want it to be here. I don't want to put my friends through any more pain. So it's to be somewhere it can't be here. And uh, I would like the chance to say goodbye as well. There's a pause and Mortis takes his sword and he sheathes it. Do as you will. I agree. No one else should have to feel any more pain today. And he turns his back on you. I will be waiting in the first room of the lab. Come when you are ready. Seeker is going to follow Mortis. Mortis, Mortis, stop for a moment. He stops, but he doesn't turn to face you. I know that you see this as your duty, but like you said, Methuselah's been through so much, and I don't know, I, I don't want them to continue suffering. I don't want you to suffer having done that to your friend. So if you want to get to Methuselah, you're going to have to go through me. Methuselah has made the decision, Seeker. Say your goodbyes while you have the chance. I take no joy in this. It is simply what must be done. And he marches away. While Seeker was talking, Thorn runs up. And as he sees Mortis starting to walk away again, he runs around to the front of Mortis, places his hands on the front of Mortis's shell, and he goes, You're not going to do it, right, Mortis? You're not going to do that to, to Masuzla. Like, we can sort this out. You're not, you're not going to do that, right? Right? He gently puts a hand on your head. I will do what I must, Thorn. It is simply the way of life. He gently puts you to his side and walks towards the door. As you are moving your hand, Thorn rips your hand like really tightly and is like digging his heels into the ground as you're dragging him. He goes, no, you, you can't, Mortis, you can't. You can't take anything else more from me, not like this. There's a sadness in his eyes. Are you speaking with your own voice or the one in your head? Thorn looks hurt. He's pretty much like digging his claws into your hand and the kind of sadness and like meekishness of him very suddenly turns into anger. So you're just gonna tear apart the only family I have left? You're, you're just gonna kill him like that? Like like what they did to, to my father? You're just gonna kill him? You're, you're just gonna be no better than the people that killed him? As the claws of Thorn are digging into your skin with the frustration and desperation, it stops as their strength just diminishes, not letting go of your hand, but at the same time, no longer gripping. Their head hanging. Mortis stops for a moment and looks back at Thorn. As you look back for a split second, you're able to see the side smile much bigger than Thorn's mouth is capable of doing, and the eye of the Marquis quickly glancing back at you. With a split second, you try to look again, and it's just Thorn's eyes of tears as Thorn runs towards Methuselah. And without another word, he turns and starts making his way to the door. Methuselah seeing everyone getting riled up and Mortis getting a lot of the weight on his shoulders of this moment. I'm sorry. I, I didn't want for anyone to get hurt. I'm sorry that I've hurt so many people. And... The voice of the shade is very loud in, in their mind as all these like very negative thoughts are just there just settling and this is trying to gather courage and I guess right now the closest person is Seeker. 
So Methuselah's gonna gingerly approach Seeker. I'm sorry, I I couldn't tell you the truth. I, I've been so many places that I've found out and seen me as nothing more than a monster. And maybe perhaps I am at this point. Methuselah, you're one of the least monstrous people I've ever met in my entire life. I don't want to lose you as a friend, and I just know that if if Mortis does this, I'm going to lose him as a friend too, because there's no way that I, I, can, I can go on being friends with someone who could hurt another one of my friends. It's alright, you, you don't have to carry any grudges. I know that it might seem hard, but I don't think Mortis is doing this because he wants to. He has to. It's what his goddess teaches. I follow a god of death as well, so I understand how hard it can be and how hard it is to see the grey and what seems to be black and white. For my sake, please don't be angry with him. I know that I'll be gone, but you'll still have my memory with you, so you'll have that. But before I go, I, I just want to give you something. Masusla, you've you've already given me more than enough. I, I've never lost a friend before. I, I I don't know how to do this. The teachings of Luxair, we hold the importance of keeping mementos of those that we love and those that we lost, so that even when they're gone, their memories can flourish and, and stay with us. So Methuselah is going to take off the necklace that they wear. This necklace was made by a blacksmith in Fool's Fortune. He was very grumpy. He was a no-named Bertrand. And um, he made this for everyone as a token of our little family that we made. So that no matter how far we wandered, we'd always have each other close. And then, if you'll allow, Methuselah is going to put it on Seeker. I know that family means a lot to you. I want you to always keep your family close. Especially now that, now that you need to find faith. Thank you, Methuselah. I, I, I won't forget you. I, I'm gonna miss you a lot. And Seeker's gonna hug Methuselah. Methuselah's gonna hug back, and I will say, although that they're cold and undead, their hugs are warm in a very, like, they hold you in the right way because they're very much a hugger. And then as they pull away, I have something for Faith I'd like for you to give her as well. Seeker's just gonna nod. I feel a lot of regret in the fact that Faith isn't really going to hear the song that I wrote for her. So I want you to give her this. And then I'm also going to give Seeker my notebook. This is filled with every song I've ever wrote. It has Chrysantha's song, it has all the song of my friends and the adventures that I've gone on, and Valakaris. It has Faith's song as well, so you could give it to her and she could know all about our adventures down here and and about your heroic deeds as well, and, and the song that I wrote for her. I'm sorry that I never got to play it. I, I promise to give it to her, and, and I know she's gonna love it, and she she would have loved you too. You turn around, letting go of Seeker to find Thorn running towards you. I imagine at first it starts off as a run, but then it turns into a skip. His frown turns upside down and he's smiling again. There are still tears coming down his face, but he has the classic Thorn smile. 
The hour has come, the hour has come, the hour has come for the tangled time to end. Are you ready, Methuselah? Oh, uh, yes, uh, Thorn, I, I'm almost ready. I just wanted to say goodbye to you. No need to look so sad. All things come to a big old end. Thorn is used to it. Being alone, no family or friends, it's okay. Thorn has has wonderful times with the Maquis, and Thorn looks forward to seeing Methuselah again soon. Yes, uh, you'll see me sometime again. Methuselah's gonna turn around quickly, bend down, take something out of the pocket really quickly, grab some pebbles on the ground as well, and then just fiddle with whatever they have in their hand with the rocks, and then is gonna turn back around, and in their hand, they're holding the snowball that they had in their pocket this whole time, protecting it and making sure that it doesn't melt. And because they're undead, they're, they don't have any body heat to melt it. In the snowball, there's little stones that have made it into like a smiley face. Well, since I'm going on this trip, I can't take care of this anymore. But you can see that this little friend has had quite a good adventure with me. So I hope that it'll be able to continue the adventure with you. It will probably die, melt very quickly, and that would be sad, but that's okay. Thorn will keep the pebbles, and every night he will arrange them into a smile and think of you and the adventures you're going on, and I will wait for when we see each other again. Yes, it'll be good, um, and I cannot wait to play more games with you in the future, Thorn. Oh, yes, yes, there are many Thorn has to teach you. There is one where the trees come to life, and they grab you by your ankles and swing you around, and you must cover your head so you don't get a concussion. That sounds like a lot of spirited fun. Oh yes, it is lots of fun, but we will see each other again very, very soon, yes. When your trip is over, you must tell Thorns all about it. Mortis was right. I'm sorry, Thorn. I'm not going on a trip. Of course you are. You're going on a trip to a very special place. Thorn knows, Thorn knows. You don't have to remind them. I've been running from death for some time now. And the thing about death is, it always catches up to you. You can't outrun it, no matter how hard you try, and no matter what magic you use. Unfortunately, I'm going beyond this life. This death has found me, finally. I don't want you to think that I'm going to be coming back. Because I don't think that, I don't think that would be fair to you, to have pained hope. I don't want the Marquis to give you false hope. Because if anything, I think you deserve the truth. You're my friend, and I, I just want the best for everyone. Well, Thorns thinks that you, me, and Death need to play another round of hide-and-seek your terrible-headed Methuselah to be caught by Death so many times. It's okay, it's okay. Thorn will be and beyond soon one day, and then we will tell each other about our trips, and we will see each other again. Yes, yes, don't be sad. Always be happy, because the Marquis is smiling, and when Marquis smiles, ah... <sighs> Always be so happy. No more sadness. I'll see you very soon, yes. Yes. You know, Thorn, I do like it when you smile. You're one of the happiest people that I know, and I'm glad I got to have some fun. Been a long, long time since I've played games. And where I'm going, hopefully I'll be able to find Meepo and play some games with him while we wait for you. 
Oh, yes, yes! You must teach Meepo some new games I have taught you. And, and, when you return, we will all play games together. Yes, don't act so solemn. We're going to see each other again very soon when you come back. I suppose so. Just promise me one thing, Thorn. I need you to take care of Mortis while I'm gone. Make sure that he finds happiness as well. I know this will be hard, because he has to be the last person to say goodbye. And I know how hard that can be, so he might need someone to smile with and laugh with in the future. Oh, yes, yes. Mortis will be fine. He'll be fine. He is used to many trips. He knows what it is like, yes. Thorn will make sure to play many games with him, so that he is not sad as often. But sometimes he is a bit of a bummer. Don't tell him that Thorn says that. Oh, I won't. Don't you worry. Your secret's safe with me. Well, I suppose it's... It's farewell, my friend. See you soon. And Methuselah's gonna give you one last hug. Thorn will hug you back, and he looks up at you like smiling. No trace of sadness left. He seems to either not understand the weight of the situation, or you're fairly sure the Marquis has just repressed it very intensely. Seeker is going to hold their arms open for Thorn. Thorn, uh, s- stay with me, okay? Oh, yes, yes! Uh, can Thorn pet the cat's fur? Wanted to ask, but felt like it was offensive. Of course. Come on. We'll we'll go and we'll find a nice little corner to sit in and and you can you can pet my fur. We can play a game. Oh, yes. Thorn would like that. Thorn would like that a lot. Uh, see you later, Methuselah. And he'll run over and like jump up into Seeker's arms and just let Seeker lift him up and he'll sit on Seeker's shoulders and literally just start stroking your fur very gently on your head. Methuselah lastly goes up to Erky and says, I thank you for, you know, covering it up as long as you could. I know you have no reason to really trust me, but I'm glad that you did in some capacity. Erky looks back at you with a surprised look because there's actual sadness behind his eyes. I mistrusted you before. I It's hard for me to say it, but you have proven me wrong, Methuselah. Thank you. I appreciate it, my friend. I hope that you can avenge your friends and you can get out safely so you can study more knowledge for Leota. Yes, I I also do. Uh, He hesitates, looks to the ground, and he looks up to you. You may be gone, right? I mean, again at least, but you're not gonna be truly gone. After I leave this place, I'm gonna write about you. I will continue my research. I'll shift the focus of it and I'll change it to words undead. Maybe there's more like you. Unique examples. Kind souls that was left and didn't move on. Why we don't know, but I will look for you. I hope that you can find them and they can have a better fate than I. People will not forget about you. They will know you one way or another. I think Methuselah is going to hug Erky. Erky did not expect that, but after you hug him, he slowly hugs you back. And then Methuselah, just teary-eyed, stands for a moment and takes a breath. And the Maytrans are once again going to dance along Yorick's frame as I leave playing one last time Chrysantha's song. And this time, it is sad. 
any sort of defiance in the usual way that Methuselah has played that song. Defiance against death, defiance against all the people that hurt Methuselah. It's non-existent anymore. There's just that grief and all the regret just in that music. And it's very, very sad. And Methuselah will walk to the room where Mortis is. As you open the door, Methuselah, you see you see Mortis sitting on the ground in the corner, and he's clutching something very tightly in his hand. And out of the corner of your eye, with your dark vision, you can see that it's the wooden druidic holy symbol. And the look on his face isn't one of anger or malice. He just looks so defeated. I'm ready. Mortis slowly gets up. He, he places the druidic symbol in one of the pockets of his purple cloak. You must understand, I take no joy in this. None. I know, and I don't know if it means anything, but I still consider you one of the greatest heroes I've ever known. And unlike before, which was rife with so much pain, I'm glad it is you doing this, because I trust you. I know you don't trust me, but I, I trust you. You must understand something. And he steps slightly closer to you. I do not hate you, Methuselah. I was angered by your deception, but... I do not hate you or what you are. I mourn for you. You have been pulled from the afterlife and thrust into a world no longer your own, forced to relive the place of your greatest suffering. Nobody should have to go through what you have gone through. I wouldn't wish it upon anyone, but um, I did want to give you a gift as well. Something to remember me, but also remember love. And Methuselah's going to take a chrysanthemum out of their hair and give it to Mortis. As I give it, I'm holding my hand on top of yours with the chrysanthemum in there. You and I are bound by the love that we had with our wives. And that love has carried us through so much. Love is the most important thing that we can have. And I know that love guides you just as much as it guides me. It's not just love of partners romantic partners. It's the love of our friends and family, and I want you to keep this so that you can always remember the love that you have for this strange family that we've made here, for Thorn and, and Seeker, and Faith when we find her, so Bradford and Erky, Meepo who was with us as well. Even as we face the Druid, I don't want you to forget that. That should always be first. And the Methuselah's hand's going to leave yours. There's a moment of silence. You see Mortis clutching the chrysanthemum very delicately. Thank you, my, my friend. I know I said some hurtful things and made some accusations about your loyalties, but though I must commit to my duty, know that you are the greatest friend that I have made in the last 200 years of my life. You are the greatest hero I've known in 300 years, my friend. And then Methuselah is going to kneel down hesitantly, then frantically look up and just say, Oh, and another request I have. I don't want to come back as something under the druid's control, nor do I want to come back to this unnatural state, and it is in the tradition of my god. So I, I'd appreciate if you burned my body and you took my ashes out of this place. I died very lonely in a place of darkness like here, so I just don't want that to happen again. When my mother died so long ago, she was also a devout believer of she 
As is tradition, she was cremated and her ashes were spread on the high mountain tops so that they could find the next world. I will do as you ask. You will be cremated and I will bring your remains to your wife so that she knows you did not die suffering. She will be able to tend to them as she wishes. Thank you. And then Methuselah is going to take Yorick off of his person and just lay Yorick in front of him. And then I'm going to take a chrysanthemum out of my hair and I'm going to cradle it in front of me, ready for the moment. I imagine in my mind, the shade is just almost shouting in my mind, just trying to be like, you need to survive, you need to escape, you need to run, can't do this. You're failing, Chrysantha, you're failing everything. Methuselah is ignoring it completely. And as they stare at the chrysanthemum, their eyes are not going to close. They're not going to let them shut on the world. They're going to hold on to life for as long as they can. Morris unsheathes his greatsword. He holds it at his side. She... Goddess of the dust, grant my blade power so that it may send my friend to the next world with peace. And I'm going to cast Divine Favor. Mortis's sword begins to glow a very low red hue, and the edges burn with a white radiance. And he lifts the sword up. Nara would have really loved you. Methuselah looks up at you and says, I would have loved to meet her. It is as they say. As I was always taught, the undead are bodies used as pawns to carry out evil. You, whether you know it, you've, you've been, you've been a victim of someone else's design. And as he speaks, you start to realize he's only partially talking to you. I, I must, I must. He swings the sword. You look up, you see the blade inches from your face, shaking. And then you look up at Mortis, and he has tears in his eyes. I... I can't... I can't... Not your time. And then he lets go of his sword with his left hand, grabs the druidic holy symbol, and he clutches it as hard as he can. Not your time. Not your time. And he drops the sword. Methuselah breaks into tears, and as the sword drops, lunges for Mortis and just hugs him and holds him and just says, Thank you. I I don't know what my gods demand that your kind be destroyed. Those that are used as slaves to aid in the pursuits of evil, but you, you're different. You've always been different. You have a will, a heart, your own courage. Through this entire journey, you have stood in the face of all your traumas and persevered. Even now, when I, a friend, threatened to end your life, you, you faced it with kindness. As a devout follower of she and a paladin of the Tenshin Dynasty to strike you down, would go against everything I have ever believed in. This was just gonna hold you more and just continually say thank you. Like whispers of just so much renewed relief and joy. As the two of them are embracing, I imagine once Mortis has made his decision, the radiant light that enveloped his greatsword slowly fades, leaving the two of them in darkness. I don't know what to do now. Do you? I think what we do from now is live. 
We need to get to the Druid. We need to stop them. And we need to be with our friends again. Yes, of course. Balak must be stopped. His designs cannot be allowed to continue. Faith must be rescued, and we must find the apple of virtue for Grisantha. Yes. And Thorn. Thorn must be saved from that creature. I can't do it without you. We will save him together as best we can. Warden steps back and he clears his throat. Would you mind if I had a moment alone? I I need to I need to collect myself. It would be good for you to tell everyone the good news before I face them again. Yes, of course. And I don't think that they hold any true ill will of you. That remains to be seen. He's going to reach down to the ground. He's going to pick up Yorick and he's going to hand it to Methuselah. I'll put Yorick back on and then I will walk towards the door. And before I go, I'm going to look over my shoulder one more time and say, Thank you. It means the world to me that you would see me as a friend. I am only doing what is right, what you taught me. And then Methuselah will go out, but not immediately go back. Once Mortis is alone, he picks up his sword and places it back in its sheath. He begins to slowly pace around the room. In one hand, he has Nera's druidic symbol, and in the other hand, he's not clutching, but he has the he has the holy symbol of she in the palm of his hand. I know what I have done. I I did not mean to forsake you. I your teachings have always been what held me together, but to strike him down, it's he is not like under other undead. He is different. I I know I have failed you, and I will work the rest of my existence to make this right, but I cannot. I cannot do it. I am your humble servant. Please forgive me. He's going to fall to his knees. The weight of guilt is on your shoulders as you are on your knees in this empty room. Although you, you hope that you did the right choice. You close your eyes to gather that instance of muster your certainty on the action that you know you could not have gone through with. You hear a small sound of glass breaking on your open palm. You look to see that the moth of your holy symbol now has the wings broken off and only the body remains. Mornus clutches it close to his chest. Two tears roll down his face. Please, don't leave me. I, I need your guidance. She, Nara, I cannot be alone. My own power isn't great enough to see through this. Please, please, be with me. With me. Those words with me. echo within the empty room, falling into deaf ears, as in the end, only doubt prevails. Oh, you have reached the end of this episode of The Sullen Citadel. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts and be sure to catch the next installment of The Sullen Citadel every Thursday on 12 p.m. EST. If you like the show, please consider leaving us a review. It's a small way to show your appreciation and support that goes a very long way. To connect with us, follow our social media accounts. And if you'd like to support us, you can head over to our Patreon to join the conversation, view sneak peeks of our next project, 
and discover our fantastical bonus content. Our intro score was created by Patrick Gorton from Off the Beaten Path Musical. The Silent Citadel can be found in Tales of the Yawning Portal, the book by Wizards of the Coast. The World of Nosamundas was created by Pedro Stockler. Thanks very much for listening for all of us here at the Storytellers Tavern. And by Lirta, guide us out of here.